Alright, so we were looking at uh, the genealogies. And you have the genealogy in chapter 4 through Cain, and then starting in 425 through Seth. And um, we pointed out that there are some interesting features in these genealogies, and one of them is that they sort of go in different directions. While Cain's family was proficient technologically and culturally, the seventh from Adam through Cain was Lamech, who was a moral and spiritual disaster. And on the other hand, through Seth, you read in 426 that the men began to call upon the name of the Lord. And so while uh, Cain's descendants were pioneering the civilized arts, uh, Seth's descendants were pioneering worship, which is a lot better uh, thing to be known for. And, uh, and we continue on then in chapter 5 with this is the book of the generations of Adam. Remember, that's kind of the marker for a new section. So these are the ones generated by Adam, or Adam's descendants, we would say. Um, so, make sure this is okay. um, Let's go ahead and read some of this. I realize it's a bit repetitive, but uh, I don't think it'll be bad for us to, uh, to read through this. Uh, so would somebody read um, 3 to 27? When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Then the days of Adam after he became the father of Seth, Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Seth lived 105 years and became the father of Enosh. Then Seth li lived 807 years after he became the father of Enosh, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. Enosh lived 90, 90 years and became the father, father of Kenan. Then Enosh lived 815 years after he became the father of Kenan, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. Kenan lived 70 years and became the father of Mahalalel. Then Kenan lived 840 years after he became the father of Mahalalel, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Kenan were 910 years, and he died. Mahalalel lived 65 years, and he became the father of Jared. Then Mahalalel lived 830 years after he became the father of Jared, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. Jared lived 162 years, and became the father of Enoch. Then Jared lived 800 years after he became the father of Enoch, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Methuselah lived 187 years and became the father of Lamech. 
and Methuselah lived 782 years after he became the father of Lamech, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Okay. Now, what are some things that you notice about this? They all died. Yes. Now, that's true, obviously, of everyone who lives, and it's implied in other genealogies, but it's not stated. Even the genealogy just says they lived so, so long a time, it doesn't normally explicitly say, and he died. Obviously, if he lived a certain number of years, he ended that time by dying. But he chooses to say that in each and every one of these cases, except for one, and he's really hammering home, I think, the consequences of sin. If it hadn't been for Adam's sin, then death would not have occurred. And so this is just kind of the, uh, the bell tolling. But it also then really serves to contrast the one character in the chapter that it doesn't say that about. Who does it not say that about? Enoch. Enoch. Why doesn't it say that about Enoch? Because he's Exactly. Well, what happened to him? God took him. God just took him to be with him without dying. Why did God do that with Enoch? He walked with God. Exactly. Those who seek life walk with God. That's how you get life. He's the source of life, so you walk with him and you live. When they walked away from God and disobeyed God, that's where the reign of death began. So because Enoch walked with God, he didn't die. God just took him to be with him. Um, so just a, a very uh, notable situation here. Several interesting things, as we noted last time. Enoch is the seventh from Adam in that line, just as Lamech was. Those are the two names that are repeated in both lists. And, uh, you know, the seventh through Cain was terrible. The seventh through Seth, uh, tremendous. Uh, Enoch here. Um, also, how long did Enoch actually live on the earth? 365. And how long did his son Methuselah live on the earth? So the person in this genealogy living the shortest fathered the person in this genealogy living the longest. Isn't that interesting? Or as uh, I always heard the riddle, you know, Methuselah was the oldest man that ever lived, but he died before his father did. Which, of course, is true, since Enoch never died. But if you didn't know that, that seems kind of like a contradiction, so you can throw that on somebody if you want. Uh, it was not a common thing, though, to be taken directly to be with God without death. Uh, do you remember anybody else in the Bible that had that experience? Elijah. Elijah. I believe that's the only other one we know about that, that never passed through physical death and was just taken directly to be with God. Comments and questions about this uh, died business and about uh, Enoch. What else strikes you about these genealogies? Or the genealogy? 
They did. I think that's a rather, uh, you know, interesting thing for us about how long are they living? Several hundreds of years. Yeah, like either side of 900 years. Uh, that is quite a long time. Uh, I don't know anybody who gets close to that today. And really, if you stop and think about it, outside of the book of Genesis, just how many people do you read of living to be eight or 900 years old? No one. In fact, outside of the book of Genesis, just how old do you read about people living to be? Oldest would be like 120, but most of them are like 70 or 80 years. I think Abraham lived up to 175. But he's in Genesis. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Like Caleb and, Caleb and, and or Joshua. Joshua died at 110. <laughs> Moses was 120. Moses was 120. Who else lived longer than 100, say? Outside Joseph? of Genesis. Joseph. He died in the book of Genesis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joshua. Aaron, yes, 123. Joshua? Yeah, we said Joshua. So Joshua, Moses, Aaron. Probably, I, probably Caleb. Yeah. Probably Caleb. Maybe Caleb. I don't know that we know that, though. Um, there's two more I can think of that lived longer than 100 years outside of Genesis. Not that this is a big issue, but Job, although he very well may have been in the time period covered by Genesis, and Jehoiada, uh, the priest that to raise Joash, I believe he was 130 when he died. Uh, so pretty much after Genesis, a hundred's the max, you know, it's with rare exceptions. Even in the latter stages of Genesis, like you know, Boyd mentioned. You know, Abraham was 175, Isaac 180, Jacob 147, Joseph 110. So, it's like, early on it's real long, and then it's not after that. What do you get from that? Maybe they're trying to multiply. Um, Maybe God preserved the life longer because he is trying to get the earth stocked with people. That may be true. Cameron? Probably, as I take it, God realized they live long, they get corrupt. Why don't you make them live shorter? <laughs> maybe so. I hadn't thought about it that way. It's an interesting perspective, Logan. I was thinking maybe as the years go on, they got more, more corrupt, and then so, like, out of Genesis, they got more corrupt. So, you just zapped them. Could be. Maybe there's a moral judgment on them. Um, it sure shows you something about history. You know, we have this idea that we're always getting better and better and stronger and stronger and more and more everything. It doesn't look that way in terms of lifespan anyway. We seem to be going downhill. We're regressing, not progressing. And, you know, from a physical standpoint, could it be that, you know, we were created perfect? I mean, I suppose Adam's e Adam and Eve's genes were, you know, top-notch. Uh, but as time goes on more and more defects and, you know, mutations and whatever all. And so you kind of expect things to kind of be going downhill from the perfection that they were created with. Maybe there's some other factors, and maybe God's judgment enters into it as well. I wouldn't uh, deny that possibility. It does mean that there are some odd things about this. 
Um, assuming this is a complete genealogy, I'll talk about that in just a moment. Assuming it's complete, then Adam lived all the way until Lamech, Noah's father, was 50. And Noah's ancestors, all of them except for Adam and Seth, lived in his lifetime. And by those calculations, Methuselah would have died in the year of the flood. Now, in general, we do not know that genealogies are complete. Because in general, you know, like you say, so-and-so begat so-and-so. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean directly begat. It could be grandson, great-grandson. Or so-and-so was the father of so-and-so. It could be grandfather, great-grandfather. The words were used like that. The only thing about this that may we may need to you know consider is you've got this um, formula with how long they lived until uh, they became the father of so and so, and then they lived so many more years. When you do it that way, it doesn't seem like it's giving a, a space for gaps. Now. There may be other information we need. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just be dogmatic in affirming that there's not gaps. Uh, but you know, if, for example, Mahalalel in verse 15 was 65 when Jared was born, and then in 18 Jared was 165 when Enoch was born, and so forth, it doesn't look like it's leaving room for gaps in the genealogy as sometimes there are. Comments and questions on these things through verse 27. Do we know if, if these children that are listed, that are named, were the firstborn? I don't <clears throat> think we do. And in fact, in some cases, we know they were not. For example, Adam and Seth. Seth was not his firstborn. Uh, so I don't know that we are uh, forced into that conclusion. Because I mean, it's you know, it seems to be tracing a specific lineage and ignoring the the sons and daughters that were not going to be. That's correct. Following. I think it is doing that. But I mean, I've seen people say, you know, that so and so waited until he was 167 before he had his first child, and 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 I'm not. Maybe, but we don't know that for maybe. sure. That's what I would say. I mean, in verse 3, it talks about he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image. And I'm just, I mean, I, I know that that one's kind of strange, but just wondering if that's what we're tracing whenever the son is. That didn't make any sense. Forget that. Okay. What does that mean in um, verse 2? He named them man in the day they were created. I have a note that says it's literal Adam. Yeah, that's what Adam means. Um, but both? Is man. Um, but maybe it is saying he named them man. Maybe it's using it in that sense. They were both part of mankind. Uh, that's probably what I would say. I don't know if I said, did I say this? I may have at some point. Um, Adam means man. 
he was created from the ground, which is Adama in Hebrew. So it's kind of a play on that. It's interesting that it uses a similar wording in verse 3 as it did in Genesis 1, when God created man. Yes, it is. What does that tell you? Well, I'm thinking now that Adam's descendants are in the likeness of God. Yes. I'm looking at it backwards. What does it tell you about God? How is he portrayed? As a father. Yeah. Look at like 426. Um, Adam or Seth named his son Enosh. And then in 5.2, God named his creation man. You know, the father names the son, and the son is born in the image of the father. So in a way, this shows us God in the role of father by creating someone in his own image and by naming them. Other thoughts and comments? Have, have you ever heard this used uh, as uh, a proof text for uh, the uh, Calvinism's uh, born in sin? Uh, uh, in in five one, in the day when God created man, He made him in the image of in the likeness of God. Then in verse three, uh, uh, Adam became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. Uh, you know, I really haven't heard that argument. Is that an argument that's used? That's that's one that I've heard. I've not heard that. That would come from my sister. Really? Okay. Uh huh. Huh. Now with them. Calvinistic. Yeah. Hmm. I've I've not thought about that. She used that. Well, I, 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 my what John said a little while ago. I think the picture of is in verse one. Adam's made in the likeness of of God and Seth would also be in the likeness of God. Right. He's in right. Yeah, I guess the question would be did sin um, keep man from being in the likeness of God? No. And I'd say the answer is no. You know, so if Seth's born in Adam's likeness Adam was created in the likeness of God, then Seth also was created in the likeness of God when it's all said and done. It would be an assumption to say that sin altered that where man is no longer in the image and likeness of God. <clears throat> I think the idea of man being in the image and likeness of God primarily is that we're spirit beings. Mm-hmm. We've got rational self-consciousness and all that. I think that's the real idea of that. But... That might be something to look into. I just haven't ever heard of it. Cameron. Going back to what you were saying earlier about God being our Father. Um, when, uh, <laughs> and Luke 3, when it's giving the genealogy of Jesus, and verse 38, it says, The son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Yes. Showing us even more that God's our Father. Sure. Throughout the generation. Good point. Good passage to compare. Right. Well, 28 to 32. 
Lamech lived 182 years and became the father of a son. <clears throat> now he called his name Noah, saying, This one shall give us rest from our work and from the toil of our hands rising from the ground which the Lord has cursed. Then Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah, and he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Noah was 500 years old, and Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay, so Lamech bears Noah, the one who will give us rest from the ground that the Lord has cursed. That's already an indication that Noah in some way is going to provide relief from this reign of sin. And uh, Lamech ends up living, as we pointed out last time, 777 years. And uh, then Noah uh, is 500 years old and becomes the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. It uh, doesn't mean all the same year, I don't think. But uh, perhaps that's when he began uh, bearing children in his case. Comments and questions on chapter 5. Why is Noah so old when he starts having kids? I don't know the answer to that. Now, what did you say this rest is? Well, I think rest from this uh, battle with wickedness and sin. I think God, you know, cleanses and renews the earth by the flood, and Noah is the one that's kind of his instrument of, of doing that. You know? So the kind of a preview of what we're going to read I think it six is. or chapter 6? That's what I think. Yeah, I think it's sort of forecasting. Did he know why he was naming him Noah? Um, well, he said this. But I don't know that that means he knew exactly what would happen. You know, we know in 1 Peter 1 that the prophets didn't always know what what they were saying really meant, what time it was talking about, and so forth. Other thoughts? And it mentions the ground and, and the curse on the ground, and I don't, maybe that's hard to see if there's any relation to the rest from that, because that didn't change after the flood, did it? Well, no, but um, men's wickedness at least was purified. You know, you started over again. Um, well, during that year they were on the ark. They weren't doing it. They weren't working, that's true. Good point. <laughs> well, it's almost like here he's, he says that Noah's going to deal with the consequence of the sin, but it seems like God dealt with the problem itself and not necessarily the consequence. Okay. And that, those years also put Lamech died in the year of the flood? Uh, you know, I'm not sure about that. Is that right? It may be. I thought that he died like five years before or something like that. Yeah, that's what my little chart shows. Okay. I didn't think it was, but I, I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah, but there's a lot I know. He lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah, and then flood was in the 600 years. Okay, very good. Okay. Gary. Yes. Back to this rest. If, um, if the curse was on the ground because the of the wickedness. <clears throat> Maybe it's relief from the curse? Yeah. From the cleansing of Of course the problem with that is we're obviously still under that curse. Mm -hmm. 
Right, but rest for a little while. A year's rest from that? Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe it's talking about what he does in the ark. I don't know. Uh, that's... Kevin. And it gave them rest. They're no longer persecuted for righteousness. I don't know if I'd call that rest exactly, Kevin. <laughs> What were you saying, Claire? I was just saying, you know, in a sense it would be rest because now all the wicked people are dead. <laughs> right. You know, that's more what I'm back. thinking, but that, you know, pointing out that doesn't exactly the curse on the ground. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But that's what I've thought. So I don't know. Well, they're both kind of short-lived. You're right about that. Yeah, it doesn't take them long to corrupt the earth again, so. This note says that they, it shall give us rest by preserving their remnant in the ark. Christ would eventually come and give ultimate victory over the curse. Now, of course, <laughs> I don't know how, how that fits, <laughs> but given some of the other notes in this, you know. Well. Yeah. All right. Well, at least I can say things as good as those notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about something I know something about. Um, I think. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. You may not think so when we get done, but uh, we'll see. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Now it came about, when men were begin to multiply on the face of the land, the daughters were born to them. But the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit has not, shall not strive with man forever, because he is also flesh. Nevertheless, his days will be one hundred 